Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight, Worshipful Brother Jack. And we are up here amidst all of the troubles we've had. We are doing a podcast. We are sitting in the lodge room, actually. Uh, a little bit better acoustics up here <laughs> in, in the lodge room. Uh, but uh, we're going to fire it up and uh, we're going to omit a commercial only because with the amount of shit that went down. Uh, with all of the electric in the back room and everything, we're uh, we're probably just going to skip the commercial, but uh, we'll come back with a better one uh, when Joe and Ken come. First thing, uh, freemasonpodcast.com, Facebook page, as well as a community page, answer the questions to join. Patreon, you join the Patreon, you get part of Discord, and Discord is fun as hell. Uh, let's see here. I have some shout-outs to give out. We're going to start with that right off the bat. Bill Russo. Stephen Berner, Barry Rahner, Travis Gerard, uh, Gerald, Jeremy Parker, M. Anthony Francis, Barry Buswell, Ryan Turner, Bill Powell, Matt Stokes, Roy Vera, and Corey Lighty. So, brethren, right hand arms. Arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brother. Viva! 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 All right. I'm turning your mic up because you're awfully quiet over there. Yeah, I wasn't sure because we didn't adjust it before, no, so I kind of yeah, 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 purposely no. trying to talk quiet, but you're I'll good. talk up. No, no, you're no, you're good now. I turned up the the, right. the, the volumes on my end. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's go to. Uh, Apple. See if we have any Apple reviews. I haven't, again, everything is kind of uh, ad hoc tonight because I didn't have a chance to do any research or anything because shit hit the fan a little while ago. So, yes, we do. We most certainly do. And uh, we have a Apple review from Dirk007. Worshipful. Five-star review. My sons and grandson are worshipful masters. They won't tell me where they hid the remote control unless I give a <laughs> five-star rating. <laughs> I have a oh, feeling good. I know who that is. Yeah. I got a feeling that's probably one of the Schultz brothers' family members. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so uh, let's recharge the cannon. Oops, sorry. Recharge the cannon and we'll do it again. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> they, they had the remote, so they, they had to do a five-star review. That's funny. All right. So, Jesus, Jack, trying to kill me here? Well, oh. Why don't you lead this one? Uh, no. Come on. Brother. Two Man. arms. Arms. Ready? Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together now. Viva, viva, viva. Beautiful. Uh, so a couple things that we want to just quickly talk about. Number one, tomorrow you got an event. Talk about it. Uh, yes, this Saturday we have our comedy night. Flyers right here. I don't know if anybody can see it, but we are having uh, Dave Riley and AJ from the Chaz and AJ show. So anybody who's local might know Chaz and AJ from WPLR. Uh, they are a local radio talk show, DJs on the morning show. And he's also a comedian. So we will have Dave Riley, 
and AJ, Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Doors open at the Elks Lodge in Naugatuck. Awesome. Uh, and did you, how much are the tickets? At the, uh, the tickets are $25. Uh, that's at the door? Uh, they're supposed to go up to $30 at the door. Okay. All right. Uh, Adam Stoddard writes, uh, hey, it's not the equipment. It is your perception of things while taking too many mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, while we're on that subject, and uh, I want to thank Adam for that because uh, I definitely needed to, to say this. Uh, this particular episode is going to be very taboo. Uh, reason being is because of the subject that we're going to be discussing and the uh, potential links to the two. It's again, this is all circumstantial. First thing I want to say is that we do not represent any grand lodge, grand jurisdiction and or lodge in general. We're just two masons up here just shooting the breeze about things that we've researched. I also want to add that in no way, shape or form do we condone any type of drug use in whatsoever. You are basically taking your life in your own hands if you do stupid shit like that. Uh, this is just simply a podcast for education and knowledge, and it should only be perceived as this. So with that being said. That reminds me, I, got, I forgot something in my car. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, uh, I also want to add that, uh, again, I still apologize for the coughing. I'm still trying to get over this lung crud that I've had for three weeks straight now. Uh, Peter Daigle says, I didn't think you'd be allowed to record in the lodge. Looks great. Uh Again, we're not in an open lodge. We're just in a room, uh, really. Which is really the only room with light, so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> lodges rent their lodges out for hey, events. I, we we all dealt with this stuff. experience in the beginning of the right. year. Sometimes it's all right to take photos. We're not in an open lodge. Uh, there's, you can see, it's only me yep. and Jack up here right now. Dan the Italian will be up here at some point because he's going to be looking at the electrical. <laughs> I like this chair. I might actually recruit this for the back. <laughs> I have a bouncy chair. The bad carpenter always blames the tools. <laughs> He's breaking my stones about the... Uh, look. It was actually... Uh, just to give everybody a quick heads up, we uh, plugged in the air conditioner because it was hot as hell, especially in those back rooms. And when I plugged in the air conditioner, we lost the entire circuit in the back. Uh, I thought it was the breaker. Uh, I tried tripping the breaker. The breaker didn't work. And now uh, we have... a. Dean the electrician on the on the uh, on the case. He says he's on his way. He's on his way. Yeah, I'll hold my breath. Yeah. Aha. <laughs> uh, Joe Worship Brother Joe taking shots now. Not the first time George's equipment didn't work from what I hear. <laughs> Very nice. Joseph Schultz, he didn't know he had iTunes. <laughs> uh Dan. I am on the way, capital letters. Alright. So let's get into this. The subject tonight. <laughs> Heath I, Moss. I, I was going to say, I, I was going to tell you to look at that before you get going. <laughs> uh, Heath Moss writes, uh, you're a Marine. We don't expect too much. Sharpen another crayon. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know what? We're here doing a podcast in the lodge room. So Marines improvise, adapt, and overcome. So here, I, here we are. Uh, and uh, the red crayons taste the best. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the main subject here. Uh, oh, before we do that, let's do Washington's Rules of Civility. Washington's Rules of Civility for Masons in Life and in Lodge. And Brother George Washington says, uh, when in Lodge? We're actually on to the next section already. Interesting. Number one, which is the very first rules of civility and decent, uh, decent behavior, says every action done in company ought to be with done with some sign of respect to those that are present. That is to say, be respectful, positive, and kind to others. Try not to say or do anything that may offend or upset anyone. <clears throat> Fair enough. I think that goes in and out of lodge, yeah. in my personal opinion. But, all right. So now we'll get into the main subject. Main subject of this uh, podcast is going to be Freemasonry and psychedelics. So I'm going to start it off by giving a brief synopsis of what is classified as a psychedelic psychedelic is anything that is mind altering changes your state of affairs or the your ability to perceive the world around you it has been stated that psychedelics are a class schedule four they're up there it's a schedule four which is up there with heroin and and all that we are not while we're on that on that subject we are not talking about 
psychedelics. So we're not talking about drugs in the sense of to just get high. We're talking about the drugs that specifically are the ones that uh, are used by shamans and people uh, to bring a spiritual thing, uh, a spiritual sense of uh being i guess you can say so we're not talking about yeah i'm gonna smoke some marijuana and get a little no we're talking about like jim morrison we're talking something and we're talking about terrence mckenna we're talking about that stuff so the first thing i want to talk about is uh the actual drugs that we are that we have been brought to light i hate to say they're drugs because in some cultures they call them medicine so one of the things that we were talking about, the main drug, I guess, that has been uh, brought up is uh, DMT, detrimethyltryptamine. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Which is also found in ayahuasca tea, which is done in the uh, South America. And uh, it's, uh, it's done in a tea that you actually go into an altered state for up to six hours six to eight hours and it alters your state and it brings you you basically blast off out of your body dmt is actually an all natural supplement a supplement it's an all natural substance uh that is found in every living being including humans it has been attributed uh and they've had studies where dmt was found in the pineal gland of dead rats and they attribute it to the pineal gland, which, if you know anything about the pineal gland, is the seat of the soul. Uh, it has also been attributed to, what is it called, near-death experiences. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, this DMT is naturally in your body. It's in every living organism on the planet, including plants, including humans, every single animal. And it's, it's stored in the pineal gland. Uh, it has been it's been surmised that DMT during a a death experience is released in a major way into the body, causing people to give or have a near death experience. With that being said, your body in your liver is actually what breaks down DMT. You actually release a little bit out of your body throughout you know the day or whatever, and your liver immediately breaks it down. So that you don't actually feel this altered state. It's, it's, it's gone away. And uh, it has to do, again, as I said, with the pineal gland and everything. Ah, Adam yeah. Stoddard, you're catching on right here. All right. So uh, you're, 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 you're jumping the gun, Adam, but you know what? <laughs> you're right on point. And I also did get your message a little while ago. Uh, no, I'm not dead. I'm still here. <laughs> Our electrical was dead. We're, we're still here. So I, I just want to bring that up. Uh, another thing that's actually very, very close to DMT is psilocybin. Psilocybin mushrooms, or magic mushrooms, if you will, or taking a trip to Mushroom Mountain. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tackle those are the two main points that I'm going to be talking about in Freemasonry or that has been attributed or acclimated to, not acclimated, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, where it's, uh, they go in symbiosis with uh. each other. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So they go together with Freemasonry. But I just want to say that those are the two substances we're going to be talking about is detrimethyltryptoline, which is DMT or ayahuasca tea. And we're also going to be talking about uh, psilocybin and how they relate to Freemasonry. Again, just want to throw it out one last time. We do not condone the use of drugs. No, not at all. The drugs that we are talking about or the, the substances that we are talking about are natural substances. We're not talking about chemically enhanced such as like um, heroin, which is made in a factory or, or crystal meth yeah. or cocaine. These things are extremely dangerous. And even in some instances of psilocybin as well as DMT could be extremely yeah. hazardous to your health and we do not recommend you do it in any case shape or form without you know being part of some sort of a study i know that i just want to throw this out there that modern medicine is starting to finally come around yeah again marijuana in itself was considered a schedule four drug where it was literally oh it'll screw you all up and everything and i have to throw it back to uh mr jerome in naugatuck high school the health teacher who was (laughs) like he's got the little guy right with the bag right and he's got the little the cotton piece in there and he puts the cigarette in the little guy's mouth and he's pumping the thing and it's sucking all this and you see all the black smoke in there and he pulls the paper out he's like see this is what cigarettes do and then you know 
the next thing he says out of his mouth is, is that, well, you know, marijuana is like smoking four cigarettes oh, at the geez. same time. It's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> but I, I'm bringing these points up. Uh, and again, I'm talk- I'm tackling this in the first half of this so that everyone can understand exactly what we're talking about in regards to Freemasonry. I don't even want to know what the next thing is. Boy, George knows a lot about making drugs. <laughs> I actually uh, have done a lot of research on this. And so, yes, I, I, I have done. Yes, he researched a second job. That's what uh, <laughs> I feel as a Freemason, you're looking for enlightenment. Yeah. And I think closing your mind to things is detrimental to you. And again, I'm bringing up, I'm reeling it all back into modern medicine. Yeah. You have, and I, I, have, I have a love and hate relationship for pharmaceutical companies. And I'll tell you why. Because I think pharmaceutical companies are extremely good and they have well and they have good intentions. You laugh every time and I know there's shit coming. So <laughs> <laughs> it's in case the t shirt sales slow down. Uh, I actually don't sell that much. So why don't you buy something? <laughs> I'm just joking though. But uh, in all seriousness, pharmaceutical companies started off with noble purposes. We're here to help people. We want to give them medicine for this disease, that disease, this virus, that virus, this cancer, that cancer. And I think they started off in noble purposes. And it got to a point where they realized how much money they could make. And once they did that, they started attacking things such as psilocybin mushrooms, such as marijuana such you know things that you know are are natural in nature that actually help people yeah and they've got no control over they it have no control over it you can't tax it you can't yeah you, you can't can grow it in your backyard it. you yeah. grow it in your backyard no nope. yeah they can't get any money so, out of that so and again you know and what happened is and it's very similar to the story that i told on a prior podcast about absinthe whereas you had you know the wine vineyards Mm -hmm. were starting to deteriorate because of a certain bacteria and absinthe became the new primary drink and everybody loved absinthe and let's drink absinthe and you know because it was and then what happened was when the wine companies wanted their money back they wanted their business back they demonized it oh the green fairy told me to kill this person and they were paying off people to do things saying that absinthe caused me to go crazy yeah and that's how they ended up killing absinthe and wine came right back very similar to the pharmaceutical companies and drugs such as like marijuana and all natural things the reason why i'm bringing this up is quite simple in modern studies in 21st century, they're now starting to look into things such as LSD and such as uh, psilocybin mushrooms wow. and marijuana. It's now being used yeah. for glaucoma, cancer, all these yeah. things that, you know, prior to was like, well, <laughs> no, you don't, don't, don't smoke yeah, marijuana because it'll make that. you crazy. It's the gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, because it, it's, it's fear mongering. It's a way to control something that they can't control. They're continuing on, I can hey, tell. You're laughing, so. It wasn't anything major. Absinthe makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Schultz brothers. I freaking uh, love them. Yeah. If you want to get more of the Schultz brothers on uh, Facebook, all right, excuse me, on Facebook. If you want to get more of the Schultz brothers doing their shenanigans, join Patreon, become a Discordian, <laughs> because they are freaking nonstop in it. But it's funny. I was on my way up to Vermont on Friday, mm-hmm. and there gets to a point where I'm going up there. Like as soon as I get off 91, I lose service, and that's it. I have no mm-hmm. cell phone service until I leave again. Right. As I got off the highway, I open up my phone and look at a message that was up there. It was okay. a photo from uh, one of the brothers. Yeah. Of uh, me being the hide and seek champion. <laughs> I, I got that, and then that was it. I lost service two minutes later. And, and I didn't. I was like, Whoa. that was fun. Was yeah, we were because we were busting your balls oh, yeah. about how you disappeared off the podcast. No, you no. said hey, it's well deserved. Grand Lodge uh, hide and seek champion. I'll so take a, uh, I'll take being a champion. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so just uh, continuing on with this, we're getting back. I'm reeling it all back in that these drugs that they're finding, such as marijuana is one of them, they're finding that there's actually medical benefits to it. Uh, I also want to talk about psilocybin and DMT. 
uh, they're actually doing studies even right down the road, Yale. They're doing studies about CM, uh, DMT and psilocybin mushrooms. Now, before I continue with this by thought, I want to say, do not go in your backyard and pick out a mushroom and eat it because some of them will kill you. Yes. They will literally call you, cause you to go into an, uh, anaphylactic, anaphylactic shock. shock. And you will die. <laughs> they do all kinds of things. They're very, very bad. So don't just go picking mushrooms and be like, eh, found one. Because you will probably die. There's a good just chance. Just throwing it out there. There's a chance. good chance. Depends really where you are. <laughs> it really does. But just want to say that they're doing a lot of studies with DMT and uh, psilocybin mushrooms. And there was actually a, a very good... Uh, documentary that I, I had listened to if you want to see a documentary and learn more about what dmt is and find out exactly what it does you can go on netflix and joe rogan has a good one it's yeah. called uh, dmt uh something or whatever but anyway it's a, it's a it, it talks all about the drug it breaks it down people's experiences and again all of their experiences that they had they did a study yeah. on this stuff he, he got into it for a while they're getting into very in depth yes. into it uh but they're finding this one other one off the subject was a, a it was a documentary that i or a, i think it was actually a stand-up speaker uh, i think it was on youtube it was a uh, a stand-up speaker who did uh he was a doctor and he was studying the effects of psilocybin and DMT. And he did a case study. He took five people. A normal guy who was just an everyday average Joe. He took a combat veteran. He took a heroin addict. He took an alcoholic. And he took somebody who was diagnosed with depression. And he gave them all a psilocybin, which is the mushrooms, yeah. uh, dose of five grams, which is called also known as the hero dose, which is you literally blast out of your body. Huh. You're out there. You go into outer space. You're not you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually called an ego death where you as yourself, you're gone. Wow. You're not there anymore. That is a scary freaking thing. Uh, and he gave it these people this dose, and he found that where it didn't affect the normal person, so to speak, as much, they had a, a spiritual profound trip, if you may, yeah. the one that was the combat veteran who was suffering from PTSD didn't show symptoms of it anymore. The heroin addict stopped doing heroin. <laughs> the alcoholic became not an alcoholic anymore so these substances in some sort of a very strange way rewire the brain ah there you go thank you Rocco Alfonsetti DMT the spirit molecule can be found on uh Netflix if you want to learn about it so these are all things that that these drugs are being they're they're putting them more to use and actually I think Colorado is about to decriminal decriminalize psilocybin mushrooms hmm. uh again i don't recommend you go in the backyard and pick one because it's probably poisonous there are a lot of poisonous toxic mushrooms that will cause you to die unless you know what the hell you're doing don't mess with them and that goes for any drug uh including dmt because if you take too much of it yeah. an unprescribed uh from a shaman type dose of it you could lose your mind. You could literally disappear and never come back as you, you know, in your own head. Yeah, so <laughs> do not please do this. We're simply talking about this and how, is it, how it relates to Freemasonry. Continuing on. So this is the effects of... Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, while, while we're talking about this, because we're, we're, we're being heckled, which is fine. I love it. Greg Schultz says, sounds like a lodge meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Schultz says, can we use mushrooms to keep the bitching to a minimum? Uh, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> but pretty funny. Pre-lodge appetizer. <laughs> I love the comedy. All right. So let's get into uh, the two things uh, and where it attributes to Freemasonry. Are we, uh, are we at least at the halfway point here where I've, well, we're pretty much, we're pretty much at halfway point. Again, we're not going to do a, uh, we're not going to do a commercial. We'll figure something. Maybe we do a commercial. We'll figure something out afterward. We'll figure something out. Uh, we will take a break momentarily, in a half hour. I'm waiting for Dan the Italian to come up here because uh, we'll add another mic. We'll keep the live feed going. Yeah. But uh, so this is the um, 
this is where the study that I've done, uh, and I've done the DMT uh, study on my own because I feel like these chemicals, you know, and again, I've done a lot of studying on the Kabbalion and, you know, it's even said, even in science, you only see a certain amount. You're you're only seeing the world around you. Yeah. Uh, and you can even tie this into the Ghost Hunters, which I was going to also add while we're on that subject. Nah. We're doing uh, our event here, podcast. It's called uh, the Ghost of Morningstar Lodge, and that's going to be on October 19th. You can buy tickets through Eventbrite. I want to just throw it out there right now that you are not getting in this lodge room unless you buy a ticket. It is only it is very limited for space because we are doing it here in the lodge. Uh, if you'd like to be part of it, go on Eventbrite. You can actually uh, click on the Freemasons podcast page, and you'll see our event is on there. And it's going to be a good time. We're not only doing the reveal of everything that was found up here in the lodge, uh, but we're also doing a live spirit box session up here. And uh, I can tell you, again, I just want to say, everybody who's interested in this, it's going to be around Halloween. There is nothing Maleficent up here in the lodge. They are pranksters and jokesters. Henry still sucks. Uh, They move cigarette packs. They make noises. They have a lot of, they throw bells across the room. We've had a lot of fun up here. And, you know, they're just brothers. They're no different than me and Jack sitting here at the table. They're just kind of saying, hey, we're here. So you don't have to worry about when we do the live spirit box session getting slapped in the face or anything. They're not going to do anything like that. They're respectable masons. I went. Although I'll slap the shit out of Joe. George, you'll be be right there without any question. But Uh, I went to one of their reveals for uh, Liberty, at Liberty Lodge, the Liberty Continental Lodge last year, I think. uh, And it was a it was a good time. And I, I stayed for the for the spirit box session afterwards, and that was definitely uh, interesting. <laughs> so, Jason Mills, thank you very much for the information. Said that, so the DMT documentary isn't on Netflix anymore. FYI, looks like it's not on Prime either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Makes sense. But you know what? You can look it up is on YouTube and I, IMDb. Yeah, they're cool. both on there it's probably on there yeah it's they're both on there you can definitely find this documentary i'm almost a thousand percent positive it's on youtube you can google it you, you will find it. it you'll find down. it and it's it's very interesting it's um you know there are cinematics and they're they're it's it's kind of meh, cheesy but it it'll give you an, a better idea a much better idea than i can give you yeah so but anyway Real and saw Beckon. We're doing our event here. Ghost Hunters, come on up here. Gotta buy a ticket. Yeah, it's Gotta gonna, buy a, a ticket. It's on Eventbrite. You'll see. It says right when you click into the event, buy tickets. You buy the general admission ticket to get in the door. We will be scanning the tickets at the door. So, and uh, you know, it's funny. I got a quick story on this before we get back into it. So, uh, I call up Rafferty. Yeah. I'm like, download this app. He's like, why? What am I downloading? I said, just download this app. And I, I had him download the event, uh, the uh, Eventbrite Yeah, I was going to ask you about that after. <laughs> what? That app. Yeah, I'll ask you. I'll, we'll talk about it afterward. But basically, uh, you buy the tickets, and I can see everybody who's buying tickets. Yeah. And uh, I told them, I said, uh, yeah, when they come here, they got to come with their tickets. And, you know, you're going to take your phone, and you're going to scan it at the door. And he's like, so I'm your door guy? I'm like... <laughs> Dude, you're like eight foot seven. Like, yeah, you're my freaking door guy. Like, door you're guy. the mountain. There's no goddamn way I'm gonna have anybody else. I'm not gonna put Rocco at the bottom of the stairs. I mean, I'll just kick him in the chest and then walk up the stairs and be grabbing for his inhaler. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Raph, you're the guy at the door. So yeah, perfect. <laughs> no, but he said uh, no. You know, all, jo- all joking aside, he said yeah, absolutely. So it's a pretty funny story. But uh, so yeah, that's what we're doing. So. Reeling this all back in, you know, back to what I was saying, uh, I am a firm believer in that, you know, the human mind, again, science is proven. We only use, what, 8, 10% of our brain? It's a very small. A lot of things are filtered out that we don't see. And I believe that these psilocybin mushrooms or DMT basically pulls that veil back and allows your brain to see everything. And it's such a magnitude of overload that it it just fires everything into your head and that's why people have you could have bad trips you can have good trips i also think that it plays into your state of mind in a sense you know you know if you're if you're 
a shitty person or you have a shitty attitude. Heighten that. <laughs> it's just going to heighten that, you know. Uh, it, again, I, I attribute it to... Uh, oh, I have to find the video and I'm going to post it so that everybody could see it. It's, uh, it's actually pretty funny. It's an organ donor video. I'll definitely post it. But it <laughs> talks about so-and-so was an asshole. He was an asshole his entire <laughs> life. Like, he's talking about he's, like, kicking kids and stealing oh, their candy and everything. And then he ended up dying because he was heckling uh, a... Um, he was heckling a waitress, and he ends up cro- croaking over and dying, but he gave his kidneys to this person and that person. So the whole story was like, even after death, you don't have to be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> Dennis redeemed is, himself. Yeah, Dennis is not an asshole anymore. <laughs> like, it was pretty funny, funny. But uh, back on the main <laughs> Yeah, but uh, getting back into it, I think you know your, your vision, your brain only filters out. It only allows in a certain amount. So, like, what I'm seeing around me is just what I'm seeing. You know, it's what my brain is allowing me to see. But when you take a a mind-altering substance, it allows everything in. And, you know, it's your brain trying to make sense of it. And back in the day, I mean, God, all the way back to ancient times in Rome, they used mind-altering substances. Uh, Opium was one of them. You know, you you know. It was it was a major one? Uh, it was a dense. Where people would go, mm-hmm. yeah, be a large amount of people, and they yeah. just sit there and experience it. They would experience it, and it's just their way of opening and expanding their minds. Uh, yep. You even can go back as far as Greece, where they talked about uh, the Oracle of Delphi, yeah. and they actually found that the Oracle of Delphi on that mountain. It was a freaking volcano and it was not and, and the gases were coming up through the ground and these they were i mean now we know that they're poisonous yeah but that back then they didn't but they would go up there to see this oracle and whew, they're yeah. in outer space yeah. not knowing it so the the man has always tried to pursue something or understand life it's been our goal is to understand life shit freemasonry itself it's enlightenment. Yeah. You know, so doing this podcast on this very taboo, touchy-dutchy subject uh, for for certain, you know, you know, you have the people who are like, you know, in, in any type of Masonic Lodge or, or even politically or it's like, you can't talk about that. Like, it, it's always you a... You can't talk about that. It's like, a hush-hush thing. It's a hush-hush thing. But why? We're here for enlightenment. We're Masons. That's what we're after, enlightenment. You know, there's good enlightenment. There's also bad enlightenment. Exactly. But any type of conversation is a form of knowledge. Exactly. You got to take the so, good with the bad. Right. You know, so that's pretty much why I'm doing this. Uh, Rocco Alfonsari also said, uh, brother, said, uh, Aragot wine. There you go. <laughs> there's another one. That's actually, that was Roman, I believe. Right, Rocco? The Romans did Aragot wine. And I think... If I'm, st- I may be, cor- I may be wrong on this, but Aragot wine was loaded with lead, because uh, what they, I believe, what the Romans used to actually make their wine in was a form of pewter, which actually has a ton of lead in it, yeah. and uh, it actually that's one of the things that was attributed to making Emperor Nero lose his freaking mind. But then again, there was a lot of other emperors that were just as freaking yeah. batshit crazy, but. We're going to pause. We're going to go take a break. We're going to wait for Dan to come up. Second half of this, we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be talking about Freemasonry and how psychedelics attribute to Freemasonry. So we're going to pause it and uh, we'll be back. Stay tuned. Yeah, before I fire this up, just uh, we're talking about the real, real tough subject here. You know, Uh, there's not too many, uh, not too many Grand Lodge officers that are probably going to be, uh, listening to this however you know we're uh we're covering some oh look at this the grandmaster just logged on really yeah and we are back we just did a little funny <laughs> little funny thing on live uh, if you want to see it, go on the freemasonpodcast.com. We're on uh, .com. Freemason Podcast Facebook page. We are live right now watching. You can see Jack bolt out the door. <laughs> uh, hey, but anyway. Got to be safe. All right. Grab my beer. 
And uh, let's get into the second half of this. All right, so we the first half of this, I basically broke down the, the drugs that we're talking about. And we're talking about DMT and we're talking about ayahuasca. Or, excuse me, DMT and ayahuasca, which is a form of DMT, which is found in all living beings or all living things on this planet. But we're also talking about psilocybin mushrooms. The very first thing I want to uh, get into is uh, now we're going to talk about the Freemasons. We're going to talk about our ritual. I just want to throw out and say that there is no way, shape, or form in a actual Masonic Lodge that any type of mind-altering substance, including, can I have a little bit more? Including ayahuasca and or DMT or any other drug is used during our rituals. Not whatsoever. So I just want to be absolutely clear on that. First thing we're going to talk about is uh, quite simple. Uh, we're going to get a little bit into ritual, and we're going to get a little bit into what Brother Rocco Alfonsetti has uh, left a book up here. And this is, I'm not 100% sure if he is, but I did watch a uh, a stand-up, uh, I want to say stand-up because stand-up sells a comedy. This is actually a documentary that was done. Yeah, speaker. Or a speaker, guest speaker at a particular thing. And his name is P.D. Newman. And this particular book right here that I'm holding up in my hand is called Alchemy Stoned, uh, Psychedelic Secret of Freemasonry. This is one of the sources, just one of the sources that I had found. Jack, you uh, have your, oh, you don't have your laptop. Oh, you see do. I do. You have your laptop up, so you can kind of type in Freemasonry and psychedelics, and it will bring up a plethora of stuff. Some of it is bullshit. I want to throw that out right off the bat. That you're gonna you're gonna run across a lot yeah. of stuff right now that you're gonna be like, yeah, this. Well, the is... first thing that comes up is this yeah, book. alchemy stoned. Yeah. Hey, Roger, what's going on? All right, so we're talking about psychedelics and Freemasonry, and here's where I tie it all in, and it's all gonna kind of fall into play. Uh, it has been said that in the early rituals of Freemasonry, that psychedelics were used during the rituals. Uh, again, not far off. Liberty Ghost Hunters talked on their last podcast about the Ouija board. And the Ouija board was actually a very household common item yeah. back in the day. It's, uh, it's constantly being used. It was, it was like it was house. nothing. It was just there. <laughs> not in my house. So uh, <laughs> I'm not worried about that. But that's, that's for a whole other topic. But I want to just say that. Um, uh, so we're going to get a little bit into the ritual of the Master Mason degree. So let's tie this all in. During our ritual, you symbolically die. It's no secret. It's on the master. It's on the History Channel. It's no secret. You symbolically die and are reborn into a the life of a Freemason. So you have two birthdays as a Freemason: your real birthday, which is when you were born, and you have your Masonic birthday. Uh, Masonic birthday is when you were made a master mason and you um, again we're talking about the masonic we're talking about the master mason degree it's no it's no surprise you can see it in the history channel that you symbolically die and you are reborn and raised to the sublime degree of a master mason during that ritual at the head of your grave there is a spig of acacia and we've already learned during the shock collar trivia that the spig of acacia Sprig? Sprig. Sprig, sorry. The sprig of acacia is actually... I'm actually going to get ours. Why not? Hold on. That is our symbolic spig. Sprig. Spig. What's a spig? I don't know. <laughs> Terrible in English. This is no surprise. So that right there is our symbolic sprig of acacia. Uh, I put an R in there. You're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Christ. I'm going to catch living shit tomorrow by this court. <laughs> if I caught it, somebody else Yeah, they're going to catch it. But that that right there is our symbolic. Uh, and what happens mm-hmm. is, is when Grandmaster Hiram was murdered uh, for not giving up the master's word, he was buried, and that was placed at the head of his grave, the sprig of acacia. So let's go. <laughs> Joseph Schultz, there we go. Uh, Mama says yeah. the Ouija board is the devil. <laughs> I saw that. That's what I thought you were talking about a minute ago. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. It's for the devil. It's for the devil. Um, 
the medulla oblongata. <laughs> Mama's wrong again. <laughs> anyway, reeling it back in. The sprig of acacia is placed at the head of the grave. Now, let's get into acacia. Acacia, I, I think it's over a thousand different species of, of acacia. A hundred of those are actually said and known to have psychotropic traits to it. With that being said, it has been surmised by, by some that the actual death of Hiram has absolutely nothing to do with an actual death or hidden of the master's word because the sprig of acacia is actually, uh, it, it relates to the actual, uh, what's the word, harvesting and or attributes to the harvesting of this particular root because that is actually the area of the plant that is actually the psychotropic is actually the root of the plant so when they reach down into the grave and use the hand to lift the body it's actually symbolic of the harvesting of the root of the spig of a sprig of acacia i'm glad joseph you're laughing Uh, i'm trying hard so with that being said you know the the acacia itself is um what's the word i'm looking for being that in, in freemasonry it's also known as the spiritual part of a mason that's where it comes from is that you're actually it's this symbolic harvesting of the the root of the plant that's pretty much where it comes from again all this is allegorical and who really knows if that's really what it's about but it's 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 a form of a sign basically attributing the aspect of it being a hallucinogenic to the masonic ritual because of all the plants that they picked why the hell did they pick the acacia plant why didn't it could have been anything there's many other plants that are symbolical uh, that are in the Middle East at the time where Solomon was. You had you know, the olive. You have the olive tree, which is down there. You had a bunch of other plants that could have been used as well. So, the uh, the sprig of acacia uh, is kind of a reference to that. I guess you could say a a trip or a a, a use of. DMT as a way to find or get to the seat of the soul as a part of the Masonic ritual or a ritual in, in general, uh, because that's pretty much what you're doing. Uh, so if there's anybody who's got any questions or thoughts or, or anything on that, I just want to throw it out there. Uh, tell me what your thoughts are on that, because it's, it's, it's an interesting concept uh, to me anyway, that you know, you have a, a psychotropic drug that is used it by shamans to basically get to the inside of your soul to to kind of uh, give you some sort of an experience that would bring you to God. Uh, Rocker often said, originally it was canna, then it changed to acacia somewhere in the 1800s. I also want to add that acacia in ancient ritual was also known as Akasa. And it has been said by a couple that Akasa was a, uh, because the people were not very good with their lingual speak, uh, much like a certain word that you learn in part of our degree that they couldn't say it right and they ended up getting beheaded. Point uh, Back to the, to the matter at hand, it is believed that the word Akasa was changed to Acacia with intent rather than a misspelling or a misunderstanding. I uh, just want to throw that out there. Uh, so then it brings us to brings me to the next part of this. I had just lifted up was one of the horns on our altar. And our altar at Morningstar Lodge has four horns on it. Uh, the, the, one of the stories that is talked about, uh, one of the stories that were, that's a good question. The MM degree was created in the 1730s. So who selected the acacia? That's a good question. I, I, I don't have the answer to that one. Uh, it is an interesting, uh, 
just an interesting little thing that has been brought up. And again, if you want, if you're interested in this, and this is something that kind of reverberates with you, or you want to learn more about it, and again, realistically, nobody really knows where our Masonic ritual, or quote unquote, originated from. We know when minutes are recorded, we know when lodges started to form, but the actual ritual part of it uh, has changed dramatically over years. So if this is something you're interested in, uh, you can check out this Alchemy Stoned book uh, by P.D. Newman, uh, The Psychedelic Secret of Freemasonry. And uh, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. I, again, I, I, did, I did not read the book. I simply uh, listened to, actually all day, it was a two-hour uh, two um, presentation that was done on YouTube. You can find it if you look it up. Uh, and uh, it, it was very interesting. Needless to say, uh, but I as for the actual as for the actual MM degree and who decided to select Acacia, that I don't know. Uh, one of the other things, so back on the next thing I was talking about is the horns uh, on the altar. The the one of the stories of the horns of the altar was actually that it attributes to the tabernacle of. Uh, Solomon, in which if a person was being persecuted, could come to the altar, put his hands and hold on to the horns while he was praying, and his pursuers could not harm him or touch him or take him into custody until he released his hands on those horns. So I can promise you right now, Alex Jones or anybody else, that there is nothing devilish, devilish about it. You can read it. It's right flat out in the Bible. Uh, but there is actually another alternate uh, thing that I had read, which is quite interesting, about the horns of the altar. Uh, in this particular, and I cannot, uh, it escapes me, I, um, the site that I had read this on. But one of the things that I had read and did some studying on is that the horns of the altar actually... Uh, are attributed to a particular horned mushroom that was used even back in the Roman times to cause psychedelic trips. Uh, it's so, and the point being is that, you know, with this particular horned mushroom, if you consumed it, it would bring you to a, a uh, closer understanding of God because, again, your trip and balls, so to speak, and it would it, it would expand your mind, as you know many uh, psychedelic drugs do, and that the horned uh, altar is actually the mushroom itself. Uh, quite interesting little concept. Again, you know you can feed into this, you can believe into this. It's a lot of this is allegorical. Much of this is speculative. But it's it's a, it's an interesting topic if if you really 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 want to get into it, uh, and I had found both of which are uh, quite interesting. To just to think that you know again, man, people over time have tried to understand God and understand life, and Freemasons are not an exception to this rule, uh, and that it's no. It's no secret that there are many symbols and things that are hidden within our uh, our ritual. And, uh, you know, what's to say that this couldn't be one as well? So it's something to think about that, uh, you know, Freemasonry could, at, in the, at least as infantile early stages, could have used this as a gateway for someone who is... Uh, Egyptian, yeah. Uh, there you go. I mean, it's it, we draw our roots from a lot of different things, including alchemy, Egyptology, uh, many different things of our ritual all blend into one. I, I mean, if you think about it, you know, the pyramid is kind of a... I mean, you have the Shriners, which use the pyramid, but Freemasonry uses a, a little bit of pyramid-ish type stuff, I guess you can say. But our Master Mason degree was set at the Temple of Solomon and has absolutely nothing to do with pyramids. So Freemasonry is a blending 
of all of these different ideologies or thought processes. So what's to say that, you know, psychedelic drugs were not part of that? Um, you had the Philosopher's Stone, which was one of the things that was talked about, is that, you know, they were trying to turn... <laughs> uh, Rafferty. Uh, what the hell did you take your squirrel? <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, but... Back on what I was saying, uh, Freemasonry takes has taken a lot of different things from different sects and different religions and different uh, thought process. And what's to say that, uh, you know, psychedelics weren't one of them? You know, it, it's not something that's, that's new. It's not like in the 1960s, everybody just started popping mushrooms and taking LSD. Like, this was being done since the beginning of mankind to try to understand life i guess you can say so quite interesting thought though uh jack ran away he ran down the stairs did anybody notice that jack is no longer here he's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna go help dan i'm gonna go help dan and then poof no jack no jack once i started talking about the connection between freemasonry and psychedelics or the potential connections between freemasonry and psychedelics jack is gone i'm gone i'm back here by myself i'm just basically talking shit at this point uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, so those are the two things that uh, that's the two things that I got. If there's anybody, uh, I'm gonna take some questions now. If you got any questions, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be about this. If you got anything uh, about the lodge that you're currently looking at, or uh, or this subject that we're talking about, again, it's a very uh, taboo subject, and uh, <laughs> this is one that I didn't consult Mike the intern on. I usually do, and I'm like, hey, listen. I'm uh, uh, I'm touching here, but uh, I uh, I decided to go with it because I think it's any type of knowledge is enlightenment and power. So uh, if anybody's got anything, Rocco, the uh, Egyptians were very well versed in mind, physical and spiritual. They had more ways of getting high than we can imagine. I want to just clarify this though, uh, getting high, I don't believe was the goal. This wasn't the 1960s where let's just decide to burn our bras and act crazy. The Egyptians, as well as, I guess you can say, if this was a particular part of the Freemason ritual, this was done for a spiritual thing. This was not done, let's just get stoned and get screwed up and act like asses. This was done to get closer to God. So it's it's quite interesting you know i just want to clarify the distinction between the two getting high to me means getting high just because the hell with it it's friday night why the hell not whereas actually going through a spiritual journey is a much different thing uh joseph schultz uh jack be nimble jack be quick yeah jack found out the grandmaster was on and flew out the door uh jason mills so here's what I have learned so far. I am supposed to be high as a kite for my MM later this month. George said so. That is not what I'm saying. Uh, as a matter of fact, I would actually, uh, I know, you know this is all ball busted and joking, and I love it. But uh, do not, and this is my opinion, uh, do not go drunk, nor do I recommend getting drunk. Uh, do not go drunk. Do not go stoned. Do not go inebriated in any way, shape, or form because I promise you it will take away from the experience that you're going to experience. And trust me, you're going to want to remember your Master Mason degree. It's not something you're ever going to forget unless you're inebriated. So and I don't recommend you do that. Uh, Rocco, all theoretical information since it is legal in our taboo in our state. Uh, again, I uh, just want to say, yes, this is all theoretical. Uh, this is not any type of proven. There's never been found a document saying, ah, this guy got messed up on mushrooms and took the degree. There's no, there's no, it's interesting, it's interesting connections, so to speak. Again, you have acacia, which is a uh, psychotropic drug or tree that has psychotropic things, uh, it's all about connection to earth and spirituality. Uh, intent. 
Sure. Uh, again, it's not being used to to. If it was being used in Freemasonry, it was not being used to. Hey, let's get the new guy in the door and get him completely smashed out of his mind. It was used to as a gateway for them to have in a have an experience, so to speak. Uh, again, if you're looking over there, there is a, a door that you could see the safe. It's actually a locked door. That is our uh, chamber of reflection, which for all intents and purposes is a similar thing. You're being locked in a chamber of reflection so that, oh, wow, oh, Oh, uh, yeah, oh, I've already been busting your balls while you're in the other room. Yeah, I, was already, I was already letting you have it. You missed the whole second half of it. You're going to have to listen to it now. Right, I'm not repeating myself. Well, I'm helping, you know. You're helping. Helping the Italian, the fellow Italian. While we're talking about that. So I went to uh, get a new breaker. Okay, for the, for the lodge, because I assumed that the breaker was blown. I go down to Home Depot, I grab the breaker, and... Uh, I'm taking pictures of the old breaker and the new one, and I'm texting the pictures to Dan. And I'm saying, "Hey, like, you know, is is this it? Is this gonna work?" You know what Dan says to me? Figure it out. No, he says, "Looks good, but keep the receipt." <laughs> Looks good, but keep the receipt. So now. Basically, what that means to me is if it doesn't work, it's going to blow you clean across the room. You're going to have a bloody stump as a hand <laughs> and keep the receipt so I can return it for you. So, yeah, that was a <laughs> pretty funny little conversation me and Dan had. Mushrooms in the safe. No, there are no mushrooms in the safe. Uh, the safe actually contains everything that a chamber of reflection normally would um, the chamber reflection, Jack. You've seen it. It's pretty yeah, badass. It is there. awesome. And uh, but it, the purpose it made me want to build one in Nagatak. <laughs> the chamber reflection's purpose is simply to make you look within yourself to see if you are a good person. Uh, and if we were to attribute this back to psychedelics, psychedelics force you to do the same. Uh, Rafferty, same experience as going to the chamber reflection. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, that's pretty much what I said. It's the proverbial mushroom closet. Squirrel. Nice. AD, ADD much. <laughs> uh, I love the heckling. It's fun. Yeah, I just, I just went back to, to like, yeah, like oh, I yeah. know some ways in there someone had the Oh, yeah, they're and taking And sure shots. enough, there it is. Jack yeah, Nimble, Jack be quick. <laughs> Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. I said Jack ran out the door and flew down the stairs. <laughs> uh, anyway, so if, I, if there's no other questions on this, uh, I think we're pretty much wrapped it up. Those are, the two, uh, those are the two different ones that I had. I'll recap for you. DMT found inside the root of acacia, which is placed at the head. In order to harvest the root, you have to dig under the ground in order to pull the root out. Uh, and the root is where the psychotropic uh, chemical compounds are which would be symbolical of raising a body or reaching into a grave and lifting a body. The other thing is the horns on the altar, yeah. uh, which could very well symbolize the horned mushroom. Uh, again, our altar is the seat of God. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the seat of knowledge. It's whatever you want to call it in our lodge. Uh, and having the horns on it is maybe symbolical of a mushroom. Uh, which was found in ancient, you know, uh, Rome that they used it was the horned mushroom, and uh, that's pretty much all I got for that. Which nice of you to pop in at the end. But. Hey, I'm trying to help, trying to help Dan, trying to help you. Which <laughs> I I did look up before before Dan, like right as Dan walked in, mm -hmm. the list of different like acacias that. Okay. There's a huge list of yes. different acacia that uh, you know. It's, Possibility mm -hmm. to know that could contain some sort of psychoactive. There's a big list. Yeah, it's, it's a very big list. I, th I think. I think. What, I what, stopped what, counting at twenty. Just it's well over a hundred. Yeah. Tell you that much. And uh, again, you can't just basically go out to the to the Middle East, grab a, a, no. a sprig of acacia, yank it out of the ground, and start chewing on the roots, and expect to get high off it. It's actually a uh, it's a, a mixture where they have to actually mix bunch of different things in order to uh in order to get that effect 
But uh, it, it, again, it's something that's been done throughout history. And what's to say that it wasn't? And I, I talked about you know, there's a lot of different uh, mindsets and different things that blend into Freemasonry. We're not just one religion. We're not just one mindset. We're not just one set of rules. Freemasonry, you know, we, we draw the Master Mason degree from the Temple of Solomon, but we also have pyramids. Yeah. We also have crosses. We have a lot of things that are blended into this alchemy. Yeah. And what's to say that psychedelics weren't part of that thing? As soon as you said alchemy, boom, rock, it popped up. Like, yep. I don't know if your mind's behind. I had said it, but... I had said it earlier, too. Oh, okay. So you're. Uh, I am behind the ball. Joseph Schultz, I think Jack can smell purple. <laughs> <laughs> the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. He's talking about purple aprons. That's why you flew out the door. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, first two patrons, uh, patrons to masonry. One guy was burning a bush around Acacia. The other used magic and worms to build a temple. Perfect example. That's the two St. John's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Perfect. Uh, Joseph Schultz, they made cream for a burning bush. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that. I'm behind on the comments. Uh, did you get it? Cream for a burning bush? Oh, I got uh, it. All right. right yeah. <laughs> uh, I, love all, I love all the children. No. <laughs> Good times. <clears throat> but that's all I got for this podcast. You got anything, Jack? Anything I, you want to add? I got nothing. Sure. I know you got nothing to add. I really don't. You don't have much to add. I don't. I told you this beforehand. That it's because you're I a sitting it, master. That's why. Huh? You're a sitting master. You can't add much. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, I told you. I thought you were doing this solo. I misunderstood your message the other if night. If I was at Grand Lodge burning at the stake, you. <laughs> I would not be the one handing them the matches. <laughs> Just the gasoline. <laughs> that's right. A little vitamin G doesn't hurt everybody. Hey, Paisa! What's going on with the Blodge building? It's burning down. What do you say? He thinks it's coming from right below us. Did he say we're getting fed downstairs? I'll run right out. Right. For the Freemasons podcast. <laughs> Wrong that uh, Adam, uh, Adam Stoddard says. Wrong that Solomon and Moses, not St. John's. Um... Solomon and Moses. I don't think Moses really played a factor into our. He doesn't play a factor into our Masonic ritual, believe it or not. Uh, Solomon, yes. Nope. Yeah, the other. But definitely not Moses. I can tell you that right now. Uh, the two patron saints of Freemasonry are uh, the Saints John. Uh, but definitely not Moses. Uh, Moses, I think, pops up in Scottish Rite rituals. Yeah. But uh, I think that's pretty much all he posts. That's all he pops up. Yeah, and it's not even much. It's not much. It's Uh, really not much. No. So, uh, any other questions? Anything anything else anybody else has got? Uh, Let's see here. Meme time. Yeah, I know. Meme time. Well, apparently it's before the stains, John. If we're going to correct your spelling, we might as well. Uh, Oh, the stains. Okay, I'm just seeing this now. Uh, let's see here. Uh, again, I'm drawing it from, uh, again, I don't know much about old ritual. I know about our ritual now. Uh, and our ritual now doesn't have anything to do with uh, Moses, so I'm going off of that. But, uh, you're fr- again, you're free to uh, you're looking free to look into any of this. I mean, yeah. there's so many avenues of Freemasonry. You can go down every corridor. It's, Freemasonry is a, basically a rabbit hole. Oh. Uh, you know, which is that's fine by me because it gives me material all day long to yeah, do a podcast. There's always, always but something there's for so episode. many rabbit holes. So yeah. absolutely, yeah, they, uh, all, they all have a side trail. Yeah. Uh, anybody else got anything else they want to add while you're live? If not, I'm shutting this down. I hope you guys enjoyed the lodge room and uh, had a peek as to uh, what it's. Uh, what it's all about this is our lodge room this is Morningstar Lodge we've talked about it I've sent pictures but you're actually getting a nice panoramic view it is a nice lodge room because this is Ken's tripod I touch it with latex gloves <laughs> so uh, uh, Raf uh, happened to mention something else you guys got coming up what else we got coming up car show 
Yes, car show. Our car show is September 29th at 2 Botsford Road in Seymour, Connecticut. There's going to be a ton of cars up there. The podcast will be there. Ghost Hunters will be there. Ton of food. The kids are going to be there. and They're going to be flying around in their electric cars, which are pretty cool, actually. They make little electric cars, and they zip around the parking lot. Uh, there's going to be a ton of them ton of things rafferty actually just posted the trophies that were custom that awesome. made by the kids and uh we're uh, come on up come on up we have a good time it's uh you get to meet all of us goons if you're uh, not from the state of connecticut come on down and uh we're gonna have a good time up there yeah. so uh i think that's it whoa go patriots go patriots damn right go patriots oh no. who rocked that one out there adam Yes. I don't, where did you see that? I don't even see it. You've read things that I don't see, and but Adam, Adam put up "Go Patriots," which I can't agree with. Oh, I totally agree with it. Rock the Steelers. Next podcast Sunday. Oh look, Ken signed in just for the end. He did. Of course, he did. <laughs> He's another one of those ones who hides. Uh. <laughs> I'm just messing around. No, yeah. Next podcast, we uh, yeah. we're going to announce it on here. Uh, we have it scheduled that uh, the UFC Hall of Famer light heavyweight champion, or excuse me, middleweight champion, uh, Pat Militich, will be Skype interviewing with us. Yeah. So we're going to have a good episode. Pat Militich on. Uh, that is going to be uh, taking place of four. That will not be live but it will be available on the podcast. However, what will be live is we have our right eminent grand commander of the grand commandery of the of the state of Connecticut. I almost said United States of America. A real grand. A real grand guy. <laughs> yes, he's my boss. Uh, the right, right eminent grand commander of the state of Connecticut, um, Michael Seaman, will be coming to the podcast, and uh, he's going to be talking about the York right and the order of the temple and nice. all that has to do with templary what it stands for charities all kinds of stuff so if you're interested in that definitely you want to be here on sunday uh we're going to be basically covering that so uh adam stoddard the bill belichick of the mma yep see He's i don't have that now really yeah Ken Tarwood, hello from Harmony Stated Communication. So he's our commercial. Oh. Mid-meeting cell phone <laughs> Yeah, guy. That's what he is. <laughs> but uh, So just take a minute. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about the, uh, we're going to be talking about the York Wright. We're going to be talking to Pat Militich. We're going to be uh, <clears throat> questioning him on his uh, Masonic career as well as his career and life and all kinds of stuff. If you're interested, uh, sign on. I'm gonna to try to go live that night, but uh, I. Anyway, Sunday Sunday's gonna be Sunday's gonna be a, a busy very ass busy day. For day. The podcast. It's gonna be a good good day for the. Hopefully podcast. that damn Italian fixes the electric. <laughs> All right, for the Freemasons podcast, I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie, signing off. Worshipful Brother Jack, have a good one, everyone. Take care. <laughs>